Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Canadian Bowler podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Petuli, and I'm here joined today by the wonderful Daryl Fitzgerald. How's it going, Daryl? Pretty good, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, I, I can't complain at all. It's uh, another Saturday in Saskatchewan. We, we got some decent weather late here in August. How about you? It's, it's been pretty nice here. Um, there's been some threat of wet weather this weekend, but uh, it's been super hot. I mean, just going out to like do recycling or throw out the trash has been, I've been sweating and I'm just walking a few steps. So it's hot. Yeah, we're, we, we, uh, we got all the rain. I think we got in the entire summer over the last two weeks here. We, we essentially had a drought all summer and then it decided it wanted to rain pretty much every day for the last two weeks. So it's been interesting here. Um, I guess while we get into it, uh, just a reminder, uh, if you're watching this video, to uh, give us a like, comment, subscribe. Any sort of uh, interactions with our videos helps us out a lot here. So if you're able to hit that subscribe button, that'd be awesome. We're trying to hit a 1,000 subscribers uh, by the end of the, the year here. So we're slowly moving towards that goal. We're, we're up above 750 at this point. So we're, we're getting closer. So if you're able to, please, please hit that subscribe button. Um, and if you're not able to listen to us today, we are available on all major pl podcasting platforms. Uh, so usually a day or two after the show's air, you'll be able to get us on Apple Podcast, Google, whatever you use for your podcasting. Um, and I guess we, we have a pretty jam-packed show here planned today. So I guess just want to sort of jump into it, I guess, Daryl, hey? Yeah, why not? Okay, so we have a special interview here, uh, pre-recorded. Uh, interview that we did earlier this week, Daryl and me, pre-recorded. We'll, we'll put that in asterisks uh, with Mike O'Reilly, uh, president of the Calgary Lawn Bowling Club. So we got some good inf good information coming from this uh, podcast here. So I guess we'll go right into it. Uh, here's our interview with Mike O'Reilly. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're here joined by a special guest here today. We have Mike O'Reilly from the Calgary Lawn Bowling Club. Uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Oh, hey, well, thank you very much. This has always been uh, an honor of mine to to want to be on the show with you guys, you know, uh, and I wanted to thank you all for what you're doing for our sport across the country. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a great thing you're doing for bowlers uh, here in Canada. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, I guess we can get right into it. So to get a little background on uh, your club there, so like Calgary Lombard Club, I know has had some changes in the last few years, uh, significant growth and a lot of things have happened. So what sort of happened with Calgary Lawn Bowling Club over about the last five or so years? Well, it's, it's interesting uh, you say that, Michael, because uh, our club got relocated about six years ago. Uh, we had been uh, located in the Beltline area of downtown Calgary for many, many decades. And uh, the city did a land swap with our club and relocated us to the community of Spruce Cliff. And they built us uh, two sets of absolutely great greens, new clubhouse uh, with stadium lighting. Um, and with that, moving into the neighborhood brought a whole new group of, of bowlers to the club. And uh, I was one of those along with my wife. And uh, we had been couples who had been hearing about this club moving into the neighborhood, watching the construction. And we laughed and said at one New Year's Eve party, wouldn't it be amazing if we all just kind of got together and as couples and went out to the club? and uh, tried lawn bowling. And, uh, you know, it, it, once the club came, um, we joined, we had a great time. We doubled the membership. We went to about 125 members from the 65. A wow. uh, whole bunch of us stayed, uh, brought new members into it. And lo and behold, I've been president now for four years and uh, having a great time with it. Great community, lovely sport. I knew nothing about lawn bowls before it came to the community, I've got to say, but absolutely fell in love with it um, so quickly. That's awesome. Um, speaking about that, um, you mentioned your your growth in membership um, across Canada. We know that um, membership is hit and miss based on province that you go to and club. Um, we have a lot of success, I guess, attracting new people, but we, we tend to have a lot of trouble keeping them for any length of time. Um, what kind of things are you doing at Calgary Lawn? Because I, I hear through social media and I, I hear through um, just people out in Alberta that your club is doing such a great job of, of getting in and keeping uh, new members. What kind of things are you doing to do that? 
Well, I, I got to say, it is still probably our biggest objective to try to improve on our operations within our club to, to retain those members when they come. Um, we've started what we call a buddy system uh, at the club this year. Uh, this is the first year we've really focused on it, and it involves having an existing member, uh, making sure that, that new bowlers are made to feel welcomed. Um, they're not being criticized on the greens. Um, and shown all the different game formats. And if they have questions, there's always a board member or somebody who's available to, to reach out to them. Um, I've personally had very close friends who came and joined our club, but because of one instance of one person barking at them across the green, um, they gave up and said, we'll never be back again. Um, and I, I really have to, uh, to credit uh, Jake and, and Anna at uh, Bulls Canada for uh, you know, approaching us a couple of years ago to get us to start thinking strategically about how do we retain and get new members. And uh, they've provided a lot of coaching along the way uh, to help us, and, and it's been very effective. And social media has been an uh, active part of it. But, you know, it's really just getting to know your members when they come in, um, making sure that they know who you are and you know who they are. And, like, this year I've, I've learned 70 new member names. Um, I've personally uh, coached them. Um, through through their uh, beginnings, and uh, I'm always uh, trying to be a friendly face as are our other board members when they arrive. And and uh, we've we've had people who considered other clubs in in Calgary, and they said honestly, you know, when when we looked at the messaging that you put out, um, how friendly and, and uh, uh, welcoming you are to new members, and you're not focused on pushing etiquette as being the primary thing to do but uh, we see you dressed up in crazy shirts and you know having fun at different events um, it just was a club uh, that that they liked and, and were attracted to so uh, it, it's taken time it's taken us a couple of years to kind of get the momentum uh, and the biggest challenge will be next year I think um, and and I think it'll it'll mean reaching out to this year's members early next year just to just to see in March or April you know are you considering coming to the club how can we make it a great experience and and i think we're going to put a lot of effort into that in the new year yeah i'm, I'm hearing a lot of really really good ideas here that I, I i like to hear so the reaching out to the people early on in the year i know that's a strategy a lot of clubs have started to enact recently specifically where uh, you send an email out early in the year see what they can do to improve the club or get them to come back or get people more interested in the sport so that's brilliant that you guys are doing that and i know specifically with your social media and just your your guys's website in general it's one of the main things that's attracted me to your guys's club is you have this great website you have good postings like you've done live postings i've seen uh like live streams i think it was just the other weekend there it looked like it was a work in progress but it you guys did have some live streams so uh pretty pretty active membership when it comes to the technology front uh is that something that kind of came naturally or is that something you guys have uh, kind of had to like work towards getting the well, I, to do? I, you know, our, our technology side of it is really a couple of couple of directions. Uh, the live streaming, I've got to thank Peter Mock uh, at our club uh, for encouraging us to even try it, you know, going on Facebook and uh, uh, we provide some commentary and yeah, it's rough around the edges, but you know, it, it seems to work. Um, we, we get about 400 viewings, uh, sometimes uh, 1200, 1500 viewings. Um, we, we get people commenting from England, um, sometimes replaying some of the live streaming that we did from events before saying, you know, it's, it's raining here in England and we saw this and we, we live, we watched the recording and, and, you know, it was Pat Bird and John McDonald duking it out for singles, uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, they loved it. They loved it. Um, I, and on our website, I really have to thank David Wilson, who's uh, one of our uh, new board members for kind of creating the branding, the look, uh, the consistency that we have and making our, our website really functional. And uh, it, it takes a lot of effort, I got to say, you know, it uh, it takes commitment. And, uh, you know, we're just very lucky to have a board that that has that kind of talent and, and other volunteers along the way to, to chip in, too. Well, I mean, with with our channel, we're we're no uh, strangers to technical difficulties and and having some <laughs> some issues and rough edges. So we're we're right there with you. Oh, you guys do a fantastic job. You know, we always look forward to uh, 
to posting when you're coming up next and, and hitting the highlights. And, uh, you know, it's just great to meet so many great, uh, great faces from across the country, you know, Michael Petuli, yourself, Daryl and Luke, <laughs> and, uh, you've had Derek Dillon out here and, and uh, it just, it helps the community, uh, do, uh, get to know each other, you know, and, and it, that's what keeps me attracted to the sport is that it's not just a game. It's the community. It's all the people you get to know and the personalities and, and, uh, it's, it's just, Great playing alongside and, and against uh, so many great personalities uh, that come with the sport. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you talk a lot, about, a lot about the community, and I, I agree that Lombol's, um the thing that keeps me coming back for more and more and more are the people. Um, I wouldn't have met the the amount of friends that I have now uh, without probably the sport of Lombols. Um I, I wanted to ask you about Calgary Lombol and Club in particular. It's it's a thriving thriving club. It's a beautiful club. Um, what is it about Calgary Lawn that has produced so many great players and uh, obviously uh, one of the premier coaches in Canada as well? Well, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. It's Derek Dillon. Uh, you know, Derek, uh, his passion um, for introducing the sport and helping new athletes. Uh, climb that ladder uh, to improve their game um, has been remarkable. He had a huge impact on on me, uh, getting excited about the sport and 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 getting into practice and more competitive levels. And he's inspired me now actually to uh, climb that ladder for the NWCP uh, competitive coaching program, so that um, I can try to help new athletes feel the thrill of standing on the mat at the nationals, um, you know, playing amongst some of Canada's greats. Um, you know, it's the greatest feeling in the world. I've been very lucky. I've been in the sport for six years and I've been to three national events, including the indoors and singles. And I've played, you know, Pat Bird, Greg Wilson, um, Joanna Cooper, like so many amazing players uh, already. And, you know, a, a, another person that I think has, has been so inspirational at our club is Ken Olsvik. You know, uh, Ken and his crew uh, do a fantastic job on our greens, but Ken's passion for the sport and for new players and for competition is second to none. You know, he loves the sport with all his heart, just like Derek does, and it's so infectious amongst all of us. And, and we're so fortunate and we're so grateful to have people with such passion for the sport and for introducing new players and supporting them all the way through. I, I, I think uh, it, it's that kind of commitment um, that people put into the sport that that really create that drive and that excitement um, within it. We're very lucky. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have met Ken a few times myself, and he's a very passionate man specifically about the game. And as you're saying, he's pretty welcoming of pretty much anyone coming in there and wanting to really give bowls a go. Um, we sort of touched on it earlier, like the newer complex, newer greens, Ken... Uh, essentially bringing them up from scratch there over the last few years. Uh, you guys just recently had an article in the Globe and Mail, uh, touches about the club in general, sort of how you, your story of how you came in uh, to the club, you couples sort of saw it. Um, I guess, can you guys give us a bit of a background about what, what happened there with the that article? Yeah, sure. You know, um, I, I, I think uh, I, I think we were looking for some national coverage with with regards to our sport, and uh, we were just very fortunate they reached out to Alberta, um, and and uh, I think we've been one of the provinces along with Saskatchewan um, who has been fortunate to be able to add members, and they wanted to kind of find out a little bit more about the story behind it, and and I you know we had a huge advantage right because we're moving a club into a new location. And that that's going to help, um, you, you know, uh, bring bring some new interest. And so we had that heads up, and and you know we had new facilities, new greens, uh, new excitement coming in. I think that all that all helped. But you know you got to work at it still. You know, like it. it uh, it's all too easy to kind of keep your club kind of closed and inclusive. And what we are really trying to do is uh, make our our club feel safe, inclusive, and welcoming uh, to everyone who comes through our gates and who has interest. And uh, it, it's 
it's amazing how people kind of look over the fence. They kind of watch. And, you know, I've had people tell me, you know, that it looks like a fun environment and it looks like you're there to support each other. And and uh, it gives them encouragement to, to, to come in. So, you know, the message I would give to clubs across Canada is that uh, uh, don't kid yourself. You know, people are watching the activities of what's going on in your greens. And, you know, the 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 funner, the louder, um, the more boisterous you are, uh, the more welcoming um, things appear. And, you know, we're all having fun out there on the greens and don't be afraid to show it. You know, we, we support each other. And when you make a great shot, you know, be loud about it and, and enjoy it. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've just been very fortunate at Calgary Lawn to, to have a new facility. Um, we've worked hard at getting uh, grant money to get new equipment. Um, you know, we put in some fantastic, uh, you know, shades all the way from Australia. We've got new picnic tables uh, that we put in there that I first saw at the Regina's Club when I was back at Nationals. And, uh, you know, when, when people see change and investment and things like that, it, it, it kind of garners that uh, that interest. And uh, and uh, we've just been very lucky um, to, to communicate that and have people uh, come in. But it, it has taken taken two to three years for people in the neighborhood like across the street from our club there's a big apartment complex and we're just now uh, getting people going you know I've been watching what you've been doing for two or three years and I finally decided to come over and say hi and then they come in and they become a new member and they go you know like why was I waiting so long? Like, this is so much fun. And, you know, we, we modeled our, our Monday night league um, after the Jack Attack League in Australia, um, making it super social. We've got music playing all the time. Uh, the beer is there. Uh, we didn't get so wrapped up in having skips and things like that, but rather we got people on the green bowling and having fun. And the messaging is it's more important to meet new friends than it is to keep score. And uh, I, I think that's really helped people kind of come out, fall in love with it. And now they're they're starting to come out to our Saturday jitneys and our tournaments. And some of them even dip their toe into the Premier League that uh, Derek Dillon pulled together this past weekend. And, uh, you know, it's just it's making people feel welcome and giving them the support and and uh, encouraging them to, to take the next step and having good coaches. You know, we, we trained seven new club coaches this year at, at the club. Uh, we were fortunate to get some grant money to help us with all of that. And, you know, that that was a key message from Bulls Canada is that, you know, the first face that, that people see quite often is that club coach. And if that club coach is welcoming and friendly and encouraging, um, you create a member for life. And, and I really am a firm believer in that. Uh, you touched on so many great things uh, right there. Um, I'm not sure if everybody's going to catch it, but I'll try to recap some of them. Um, <laughs> inclusivity, really, really important. The fact that um, we can um, allow anybody and everybody to play the game is super, super important. It's not just um, for old folks. It's not just for um, uh, just a certain demographic of people. It's, it's for everybody. Um, music, um, having drinks, having loud, um, fun competition. Mm -hmm. um, when I started at Bulls and, and my club and some of the clubs I played with, it was always so quiet. And if you if you heard some noise, people would stop playing, look at like you know who's making that noise, and then continue. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the fact that I know my club has started to do music and drinks and barbecues and all that kind of stuff. Um, it makes it so much more inviting. People want to see what you're doing. People want to look in and say, hey, they're having fun. Maybe I can have some fun by doing that. Um, what, what is it that they're, they're actually up to? Um, it's fantastic what you're doing. That's all I can say. Oh, well. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you know, the, the inclusive element, uh, you know, it really hit home for me during the pandemic. You know, like before before everyone got locked down and and we put our lives on hold you know it, it, it you get into the sport and you play it and but but then when it's missing um you miss the friends you miss the the competition you miss the the social aspect the 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 physical fitness that comes with it you know i it really checks the boxes of so many needs that people have and when we can make our clubs available on a very cost-effective basis, the equipment is available. You know, like I, I gave up my golf membership um, 
uh, last year was the first year in 40 years I didn't swing a golf club. And and I was an eight handicap and, and played really well and enjoyed it. But, you know, I, I just, there's something about bowls that, um, you know, you, you, you enjoy the camaraderie, the competition, the community sense. Uh, it's a family. It really is. It becomes a family. And, uh, you know, it's just been so great to be back on the greens again this year and having some competition. And I can't wait for us to get back into full drive next year. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to model our, our, our success this year again next year. We're going to get out and let people in the community know early in the season um, that, you know, come the spring and the summer, we're going to be here and we're going to be welcoming and, and come out and give it a try along with so many others. And at the same time, we're going to put a lot of effort into uh, bringing back those members um, that, that came out this year and, and encouraging all of our existing members to be supportive and welcoming for every new person that comes through our gate. That's, that's uh, really just a terrific as Derek or sorry, Daryl ended up saying there. Uh, it's, so many things you touched on are things that we we love to hear we want to hear um the one i guess program i see on your guys's website and that i i know a little bit about was pride uh pride league mm. lawn bowls so uh was that the league that you were referencing there earlier or is that uh, a different uh thing that your club does that's a different league um, um the pride uh league has been in operation in calgary for about 16 years and uh, they were they were playing out of the Inglewood Club before, and uh, Inglewood was uh, was wanting to change the terms under which the league would operate, and uh, that that caused the Pride League to investigate other clubs uh, in in Calgary. And we were just very fortunate um, to uh, to have met uh, met them. And David Wilson, who's on our board, is uh, is the coordinator of the Pride League, and uh, you know it's it's. It really hit home to me the importance of creating a safe environment for people to play. And, and you'd think in today's world that that would, not, that would not be an issue to anyone. But that is what really hit home for me with the Pride League, uh, is that they were just looking for a safe environment that they felt that you know they could play and, and, and would be welcomed. And uh, it, as soon as I heard that statement, it's, it's like, you know, please come and join us because... Um, you know, it, it kind of breaks my heart that there's a group of people uh, out there in society who just don't feel um, safe wherever they go. And uh, it's just been such a great fit. And uh, we, we'd love to, to see that continue to grow and get bigger and bigger. And, you know, what I love about the Pride League at our club, too, is that they, they're welcoming to everybody. And, you know, please come out and join the Pride League, play with us. And we get a lot of our club members uh, coming out and playing. Best part is they have, um, before COVID, they had some great meals. Uh, that that would be prepared and uh, for five dollars you got this great incredible potluck dinner that you could show up for and it was a highlight for so many of our members and i can't wait once covid is done to see that reinstituted again because it's just a entirely welcoming social feel and it you know people it's almost like the bowls are secondary you know it, it's to come out and play be together be social um and welcoming and uh, you know the bowls come out and 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 they play that too and and it's just a real sense of welcoming and, and home uh, for for such a great group so uh you know we kind of took that and modeled our new bowler league on monday nights uh you know to try to create that same sense of belonging and safety and regardless of age or ability or background or anything like that and uh you know it's it's worked out really well with the help of our club coaches and Derek Dillon uh, adding some additional coaching along the way it's it's uh that seems to be a winning formula um and if we could do that on every night i you know it'd be my personal goal to see our greens filled Every night of the week, every afternoon, every morning, I would love to see our our facility 100% utilized, and and it's it's getting better all the time as people feel like they have more options to be able to come out and play at our club too. Yeah, that's awesome. I I really wish more clubs would take advantage of the the groups uh, that are out there in their communities and connect with them, mm -hmm. and bring them in and and show them um, exactly what bowls is about and the social aspect and. Um, just including them, really, um, when they may not know that it's out there and they're they're looking for stuff to do. 
They're absolutely looking they, for stuff to do. They they really are, Daryl. You know, like it's uh, and it was Ken Ken Olsvik, you know, who who said to me uh, during the pandemic. He said, Mike, this could be our best year ever. You know, I just have a feeling that people are really going to want to get out and you know do something that's in their backyard because they're not going to travel uh, they can't travel this year um and they want to reconnect with friends and and make new ones and uh you know i really have to uh, credit ken for his insight because uh, that got us fired up and and it just only excites me about all the potential other groups that are out there you know we get lots of corporate groups big groups small groups approaching us and i know some of the clubs in calgary have you know pension uh clubs from some of the oil uh, oil and gas companies that come out and play you know on a wednesday morning or something like that there's all these pockets of, of groups who would love to come and explore uh, explore the clubs find a unique time that they can play as long as they feel welcomed um you know our, our sport has something for everybody I just wanted to, to touch on that again. Um, uh, talking about the Pride League that you have, I know there's some clubs in my area that um, do various groups like uh, uh, first responders. They do a league to try to mm. bring them out. Um, they had a real big success with um, a transplant group. So it's a group that all surrounded themselves around having transplants of some kind. Wow. Um, wow. And they were looking for a sport. Obviously, not all of them can do full physical stuff. Um, and they included them as well and, and had huge success. So there's tons of groups that aren't necessarily oh. big, but they're, they're pretty hardcore. And if, if you get them in there, they will stay for sure. Uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, in our neighborhood, we've got a bunch of first can, uh, uh, new Canadians. And uh, I would love nothing better than to try to encourage them to come down to the club and get to know us. We're, we're two blocks away. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with the apartment complex across the street, you know, I know if I was, you know, in a hot summer evening sitting on my balcony watching and hearing the music coming, it's like, what am I doing here? I should be out <laughs> with the fun and being down there and having a $4 beer and, and uh, you know, meeting some new people. And, and uh, it, 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 it's, it's the challenge of kind of getting the message out there um but as long as the message is that you know you're welcoming and and uh, uh safe uh i i think it sells itself because you know really we got 70 new members this year wow. by reaching out to the facebook um neighborhood uh group uh within wildwood and spruce cliff and we ran kind of a very short advertisement for two weeks uh, in March and early April, and that resulted in 70 new members. We basically had to shut it down because I was afraid we were going to be overwhelmed with too many people. Wow. Um, and and uh, you know we we had people you know coming in in groups of four, groups of eight, fours, pairs, couples, you know all sorts of things. And uh, you know I think it's 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 not advertising on your website. I, I I don't think that's the way to do it. I think you need to reach out to the Facebook social media groups, like the Wildwood Awesome Neighbors has something like eight or nine hundred followers. And you know you reach out to those little pockets. Doesn't cost us a dime. You you show them friendly pictures and how much fun people have. You say that youth can play. You know your kids can come out and and um, thanks to some help from Bulls Alberta, we were able to have all of our youth play this year for free. Um, and you know we added 15 new youth youth uh, bowlers. And so on a on a Sunday morning. We had one green completely dedicated to all of our youth bowlers, and we had uh, the other green dedicated to practice and, and other other games. And like to have Sunday completely full on both greens was amazing. Um, you know, I, and I think it's all those creative ideas, Daryl, that you're talking about. There's so many groups out there um, that if it's introduced in a welcoming way, um, and, and, you know, you, you, you don't badger new people about the etiquette of the sport, but rather just get them rolling bowls, mm -hmm. you know, get them out having fun, uh, support them, encourage them to come back, get them to tell their buddies and bring out more friends. You know, it just it just blossoms. And, and I love the ideas that you've mentioned, Daryl, because it really gets me thinking about what we could be doing next year. You know, it really does. It's, it's endless. And you know, that's 
some terrific ideas there with the, the Facebook groups and the, the neighborhoods that you're, you're talking about. I know that that's what our club has had some success with is the different neighborhood zones we've advertised with them or just ask them to share our uh, open house type stuff. So I, I, mm-hmm. that is a, a great idea that I think a lot of clubs, if they can utilize that, it's, as you say, essentially it's free advertising. And if they have five, 600 followers or whatever it might be, yeah. it's obviously quite productive to reach out to them to get that little extra help. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, we added the 70 new members and we didn't spend a dime uh, on the advertising. It was it was fabulous. Awesome. Fabulous. Um, I guess the one the other topic we wanted to sort of cover with you guys uh, was about the Alberta Premier League you just had over the, the weekend there. So that was a pretty interesting event to sort of see the little bit of streaming as we talked about earlier, the Peter had a little bit of streaming going and then you guys had quite a bit of advertising. Derek obviously spearheaded that whole, whole idea. Um, had some pretty cool name teams. I, I was actually kind of excited. I think we talked about it on the show a few weeks back where we had the Stanley park stingers, Rotary park Rangers, Edmonton Indoor Pyramids. That was the, the most interesting of the names, I think. And then the Calgary teams were, were cool names too. But can you give us a little background on about the Alberta Premier League? Uh, it was just such a blast. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Derek uh, worked with Bulls Alberta uh, trying to create, you know, a new game format. Um, you know, we're, you know, trying to keep the interest up with the competitive bowlers within the province. And Derek came up with this wonderful idea of having teams of five get together. Um, he rallied around some sponsors, and including uh, Ken Olsvik's uh, specialty turf. Um, our, our club donated some money to it as well. Uh, and we, we received some money from Bulls Alberta. So there was some good prize money that was involved in it. Ten teams were formed uh, of five. And, uh, you know, we had teams from Edmonton coming down, which was fabulous as well. And uh, just a great way to reconnect with everyone. And and we had participation by some of Alberta's best players. You know, Joanna Cooper, Jen McDonald, uh, John McDonald, um, you know, just just to name a few. And and the level of competition, given the fact we really haven't played all that much, was was amazing. And, uh, you know, it was was just a a, a great brain uh, child of, of Derek's to, to bring together. We can't wait to see how it takes off again uh, next year. And, uh, you know, we were just uh, very honored to, to have our club be the host for it. And, uh, you know, Peter Mock again got his live streaming going. And, I, you know, he ran out of data is what happened <laughs> on his phone. So we were struggling to try to get another phone. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it just shows that, you know, with a little bit of, of, uh, um, ingenuity and and uh, some some keen interest on the on the behalf of a few people. You know, you can move mountains and and create some pretty amazing things uh, when you work together with a common goal. And uh, you know, we can only just thank Derek for all of his effort in, in what he what he did for that. And uh, uh, we can't wait to compete again next year. We 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 look forward to who's going to be the host next year and who else is going to be there. A little bit more on the Premier League. I was I was really curious about it. Um, usually, when you see provincials and uh, things being played, you see the typical people. You see a few new teams, but usually you see the top teams, the ones that are going to Canadians, and it's generally the same group of people that play. But in the Alberta Premier League, although I saw some um, players that I recognized, it looked like you had a ton of new people playing um what kind of uh environment did that create for for people that may have never tasted like true competition before well you know we we've had a lot of people in in our club who uh have been you know climbing that ladder in their competitive play and and eager to to get it to the next level and uh, you know we're we're creating just this upswing of new talent coming out of the province and and uh, Calgary and 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 our and our club seems to be attracting some some good players that way so it was pretty natural for them to kind of want to get involved and and uh, you know uh, dip their toe in the water to see what this is like because it's pretty intimidating for new players when it's called a premier league right and 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 the names that were there um and and our club in particular opened it up to anyone and everyone who wanted to play 
if you put your name down on the sign-up sheet, if you're a first-year bowler, um, we welcomed you. We got you onto a team. Our games committee created the balanced teams um, to work it out so that everyone had an opportunity to try it. And for some people, um, it was their very first provincial event ever. And we were playing in some cold weather conditions, um, you know, and, and strenuous play, even though the game format was shorter, uh, you're still out there for a good six, seven hours um, on Saturday in some challenging conditions. So, you know, I was afraid some of them might decide, you know what, I'm not coming back. But, you know, they they grinned and bared it and they, they fought hard, played well, contributed uh, very well to the teams. And I think what it's going to do is just encourage them to say, hey, you know, provincial competition is is something I'm keen for and I really admired uh, those players who came out as as new players uh, to give it a give it a whirl and uh, I think they surprised themselves and I think we're going to see a whole bunch more new competitors uh, in the Alberta environment going forward I'm very proud of that that's awesome yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Great to hear that, that you pretty much uh, would allow anybody that you that wanted to play to give them that shot and give them the, the ability to play in the event. That's that's one of the easiest ways to get people into bowls, get them into that uh, early, I guess, for going for the athlete development path or pathway that they sort of lay out Bulls Canada. That's one of the primary primary ways is get them into the competition, see if it's something they're interested in. And if you have the coaching involved as well, it's a great way to potentially get those players that want to strive for that extra level of competition. Uh, it, it, it's great. And, you know, although I'm not a certified competitive coach yet, I'm, I'm working with a few of our athletes already and to see how working alongside a coach can bring that higher level of confidence in yourself. Um, you know, their ability to compete just starts to rise so very quickly. And uh, it, it's it's a thrill to see so many of our up-and-coming players um, get that ambition to try to compete at higher levels. And uh, I, I'm just going to be so excited next year when I'm fully certified to be working with more athletes at our club uh, and in Calgary and Southern Alberta. Uh, you know, I'll be working alongside with Derek Dillon and uh, trying to, to help him um, create a, a broader coaching network next year because there's nothing like the thrill of standing on that mat at nationals and, uh, you know, believing in yourself and, and, and playing uh, as well as you can, reaching your potential and knowing that you're as good as any other player in the country you know there, it's just a great thrill to to be able to to help someone achieve that so that's going to be our objective next year working with our up-and-coming athletes yeah i think mike can can agree with me here that uh coaching is is a fantastic side of bowls uh some people think that playing is just the way to go and they play forever and never think about coaching but um, I think we both tasted it. We we know that you can be even more nervous uh, watching the game than you are actually playing the game. And the the feeling you get when your player or your team that you're coaching does so well um, just makes everything that you do worthwhile. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. And and you know to to see somebody achieve their full potential. Um, you know, and, and, and know that you had a little bit to do with that. And, and you know how hard they've worked. I think that's the thing, right? It's, uh, and, and I'm studying different sports and sports psychology along the way. And, and it really comes down to putting in that effort. And, you know, those who can focus their time and focus uh, what they're trying to achieve, see the results come that much quicker. And, you know, our sport offers coaching for free. Yeah. You know, it just, it blows my mind, you know, try to get free coaching in golf, you know, and, and what are you going to pay for that? That's what this sport is just so amazing for, you know, you can get into it very low cost. Like when I joined Bulls, I gave up my golf membership at one of Calgary's big clubs because one year's annuals dues covered my group, my uh, bowling uh, fees for 50 years. You know, it's like I gave up Jeez. golf immediately, you know, because now 
you know, financially, this is the sport for me. And our, our club has new equipment. We've got access to fantastic coaching. Um, you know, it, it's just such a great sport for that for people. It's just so much fun. And, and I just wanted to be able to give back to the bowling community that's been so welcoming to me and try to get as many people in our province that same thrill uh, that I've been so uh, fortunate and lucky uh, to have achieved. Because uh, I know there's a lot of people who have played for many years and haven't had the luck that that I've happened to have in a short period of time and I want to help as many people as I can achieve those goals uh, it's just uh, and, and and that's that's where uh, coaching and working along with people is just uh, so awesome so awesome yeah can't uh, can't agree anymore with what you said there because Daryl sort of alluded we're we're both pretty experienced coaches and as you say when you see all the work that athletes put into playing the game developing and sort of going along that pathway of becoming a more competitive player it's it's very rewarding or getting them getting to see them get that opportunity where you're saying no better feeling to step on the mat and play at nationals so it's great to see your athletes experience that and get that opportunity as they go i guess uh next year me and you'll be a competition who's uh the more the certified competition level coach sooner i guess because i'm in the same process as you right now so hey congratulations michael (laughs) that's great you you know and they're going to be learning from the best you know like your whole family is just such an inspiration uh right across the country you know your mom is legendary uh and i know when i when i went to regina to compete at the nationals you know hearing about your family uh it was just it was just so great to to see the influence you've had on on such a great community because uh you know uh, regina the club of regina and saskatchewan they they love bulls and they sure get behind their sports and it's it's so neat to to meet a family and and have a chance to chat with you directly here um because you know you're one of my idols uh and i get to see you guys on this show all the time so you know it's uh it, it, it's great to to be part of that and congratulations mike michael on what you're doing there with with coaching you'll you'll find it so incredibly rewarding yeah i'm, I'm excited for the path like i've been working on it a couple of years now and i've finally put the wheels in motion so early next year same as you i'll be certified competition so well, look out, Saskatchewan, man. Your <laughs> athletes are going to be hitting it out of the park. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, say, do we have uh, anything more we wanted to touch on here, Daryl? Uh, that's a ton of information uh, in just a yeah. short period of time. I think uh, Mike, um, Calgary Mike, uh, <laughs> Thank you for short thank you for Mike. being on the show. Short, short beard, beard Mike. Mike. Short beard Mike. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Um, it's it's very inspirational hearing all the stuff that Calgary Lawn is doing, um, all the great people that you have there, um, just doing the work, um, having the ideas um, to make it inclusive, safe, uh, bring people from your community. It's it's all great information that I hope that our viewers take to their clubs, take to their provincial associations, and I really ask the question of. What can we be doing to uh, to raise the level of our club? Well, and, and you know, like at I, as I said at the onset, you know, I, I really have to thank Jake and, and Anna at Bulls Canada for uh, a couple of years ago, really getting us to start thinking about how we operate our club strategically, um, helping us think about. Uh, um, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, think about this as a business, you know, you're, you're running a small business here. How do you make it grow? And, uh, you know, thank goodness they helped us because through the pandemic, we were able to, you know, not only, um, survive, but I think flourish. I think we use the downtime to strategically set ourselves up and, and I can't thank Bulls Canada and, and, and the support, uh, from them and Bulls Alberta for all their support and our city representatives here in Calgary. Um, we, we've been very fortunate to work with some great partners and uh you know being part of, of what you're doing here is is uh, uh is every bit as important so thank you for what you guys are doing too thank you thank you for coming we appreciate uh, the interview well well cheers you guys this was on my bucket list to one day get on here i was hoping it would be to talk about my great play of beating greg or, or uh, greg wilson or uh, or pat bird and the singles at nationals but hey i'll take this this is great <laughs> i can tell you when you do we will have you on here so you can gloat to everybody uh, that we're that you did it yeah we'll gladly right. give you that we'll gladly give you that platform uh we'll make it a date then sounds good guys Perfect. i appreciate that very much all right thank you mike
All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Good interview. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one. I, I enjoyed that one there with Mike. Got to say at the start of the uh, program, you've got beards and glasses today. We're both wearing our glasses, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think that's the first time we've uh, somehow coordinated that. Uh, we, we we might have to think about this. Maybe wear contacts together next time or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, everybody, if you missed the full uh, interview, it will be posted. Uh, this show will be posted um, shortly after we end the show, and uh, we will be posting the interview in its entirety as a separate video, and hopefully sending out some sound bites. Um, like we said, for everybody, if you're looking for ideas, if you're looking um, to grow your club, Mike gave you a ton of ideas. And just one of those could help your club uh, go through the roof, let alone all of them. Yeah, like we, we we really kind of touched on probably three or four very easy to enact points that he kind of talked about the way that they implemented them over the last few years. And most clubs could pretty easily do any of the things that he sort of encourages there. And they had positive reactions for them. And I've seen other clubs had the same reactions too. So it's definitely uh, an interview worth looking at if your club is looking at trying to try some new things or implement some new ideas, uh, maybe in the upcoming years. That was fantastic. Uh, that was one of the interviews that somebody um, told us, hey, you should talk to Michael Riley from Calgary Lawn and, and all the great stuff that he's doing. If you guys have more suggestions of people that we should talk to, let us know. We're we're not just looking for you know national level people and people that go play in Australia or wherever. We're looking for those grassroots people that are doing the jobs, that are inspirations to the people around them and can be inspiration to uh, everybody across Canada to try to just raise that level um, of our clubs and of our bowls and get more members. All that great stuff. Yeah, exactly. We're always we're always open to those grassroots conversations too, because we know that the social bowlers are also important to that, the working of a club and how sort of a club functions overall. So, a lot of his ideas will definitely help with bringing in the grassroots players, and then in tandem with that, you're going to obviously get the competitive players too. So, uh, obviously helpful to try and encourage any sort of involvement in the game that we can. Absolutely. Uh, want to get into a, a few of the results? Yeah, let's let's get into it. So, um, the past couple weekends had some big events that happened in some of the provinces. Um, in Ontario, we had the Backed Bulls event. Um, a big chunk of it was played this past weekend with um, men's pairs and mixed pairs. And then there's the Alberta, uh, Alberta Premier League, which we kind of touched on with uh, Mike in the interview. And that was a big one. So um, I'll kick it off with the back to bulls in Ontario. Um, I don't have a ton of results. Um, some of it is a little spotty, but um, men's pairs, there was 24 teams that played in total. And out of those 24 teams, first place went to Mike and Bob Bester. Uh, second place went to Eric Gallipo and his dad, Rob. And third place uh, was split. They amicably said, you know, um, we'll both take bronze. Uh, Larry Chapu and Brian White and Wainwright and Tom Rope. Um, in the women's pairs, they had 12 teams in total. And first place went to Elizabeth Cormack and Crystal Shepard. Second place went to Sue Roth and uh, Paula Travers. And third place went to Katie Shuknek and Sandy Weatherall. Um, really great to see that many uh, players out. Um, I know some of the tournaments were hit and miss with whether people wanted to go out and, and play. And this was supposed to be just a big back to bowls, which is what the title is, um, event. And it was played in Windsor and in Woodstock. So Windsor um, on the one side of um, Western Ontario and then uh, Woodstock kind of in and around the middle. And then the mixed pairs had 30 teams. I don't know if I've ever seen 30 teams in a mixed pairs event, but there was 30 teams. Uh, in Woodstock and eight teams in Windsor, so 38 overall. First place went to Laura Seed and Dave Anderson, and I know Dave Anderson's in the chat, so congratulations, Dave. And second went to uh, Kay Jones and Rick Wood, and that uh, that uh, 
uh, match was actually streamed on Facebook uh, through Laura Seed's phone. So if you're looking for something, maybe search out Laura Seed and see if you can find that match. Yeah, as you're as you're saying, there are 30 teams. That's a pretty impressive turnout, specifically for a sort of getting back to it, just getting back in the swing of things of event. That's 30 teams is a great turnout for uh, an event like that. So that's quite encouraging to see teams coming back sort of at that level for something that's kind of just uh, getting back into it type of an event. So that that's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I guess I'll just jump in for the Alberta Premier League then. So we do have the the sort of standard results from there. So first place in the Alberta Premier League was the Stanley Park Stingers, uh, probably my favorite name of the bunch there. Uh, second place we had Rotary Park Rangers, and then third place was the Edmonton Indoor Pyramids. Uh, again, I need to know the the story behind that name. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of an, a story that we don't know because that is a very unique name uh fourth place was the calgary coyotes so i love the names i love sort of the creativity involved with that whole format and that event so uh, i was very happy to see the different names and the different shirts and everything they had out there so that was a great event and good job to derek Dillon and calgary lawn bowling club for getting that going this year it's fantastic to see um one thing that mike and i kind of chatted about before the show was um, sometimes it's hard to find those results and sometimes it's hard to know exactly what's going on and when um, we're asking you guys the viewers if you have events that are going on in your province in your area if you have um, results let us know um, kind of point us in the right direction because uh, like we've always said we want to shout out the champions we want to shout out the big winners and um, give them their uh 15 minutes i guess uh on this show and let people know that you know we actually care about these events and we want them to go well and and those that win them deserve to be uh shouted out yeah no we're definitely willing to give people that platform sort of touch on whatever events are being ran so if uh we ever can get those results we'll we'll gladly talk about them on here because it's great to see any type of bulls out there and sort of keep people in the know of what's happening and who's winning the events this year absolutely absolutely so i guess we had uh, one other topic i guess you were wanting to go at was it uh was about the the media the media bowls yeah it's i have a question for you i guess and and for chat in general if anybody out there wants to, to chime in um we talk a lot about trying to get bowls streams we try to get bowls on tv and and showcased um for everybody to see the problem we have is that the format of our um, events are not really that kind to the casual viewer going on and taking a look. Um, for myself, I love the traditional event. I don't mind going out there and slugging out 18 ends or 20 ends or, or whatever it is, having a great day of it. But for the average viewer, um, the people that we're trying to draw in and say, hey, come out and have a bunch of fun, um, that format just, in my perspective, doesn't work. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'd... I'd have to sort of agree with you there. The the traditional viewer, like if we're trying to talk about TV friendliness, I don't think most people watching on TV are going to want to sit down and watch an 18-end, two- to three-hour long bowls match if we're kind of going with the standard format. I know they've cut down to three-bowl pairs, two-bowl triples. That's sort of added to sort of the playability on TV. But again, there's still probably two hour plus matches so again not the most friendly if i were talking about what i think i guess good steps that i've seen is the bpl specifically i think is probably about as tv friendly uh i guess a format that we can do they've sort of cut it down into the shorter matches the games are usually just over an hour around an hour long uh subbing in and out of players kind of the music playing in the background like that type of a mentality i think that's kind of where we're gonna have to move towards i know the super high levels you're maybe not getting the best winners all the time but i i think you're gonna probably have to do kind of a an in-between where the longer games you might get the better players winning most of the time but kind of that split between the two where it's a little more tv friendly a little easier to stream and 
little more friendly for people who maybe aren't familiar with the sport, that's sort of I think you'd have to move towards that sort of BPL direction. Uh, I have to agree with you there. I think when you bring TV into it, um, they're not um, bending to what you want. You're going to have to bend to what they want. And if they want to slot you into, you know, an hour time slot to show a game, uh, run some advertisements, all that kind of stuff, um, that's what you have to do. You're going to have to confine yourself to that. And how do you do it? Shorter, quicker games, maybe some less balls, um, doing something with the jack. Those kind of things are what's what's going to fit. So... I don't know. I I like the traditional game. I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, maybe with the the national championships and provincial championships and all those kind of levels, playing the traditional game, doing all that stuff. But when you when we're trying to make it media friendly, there has to be some kind of event out there that we can televise and stream and make it enticing to people. Um, Usually, when you when you stream really long games, you're going to get the bowlers watching. Um, we want to get the non-bowlers watching and and looking and saying, "What is this stuff? And and how do I go out and try this? It looks like fun." Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. You you almost have to stick with those kind of longer traditional events for the the more. I guess traditional championships or when you're trying to find the best of the best, you you do need to kind of stay with those old standard formats, but. Uh, you almost have to, I guess, embrace the change or embrace the difference of the TV friendliness and sort of those quicker formats and trying new stuff out, I guess, is the main thing. There's been lots of different groups and different brands that have tried all these different formats over the last few years to make it more TV friendly, to make it more enjoyable for that casual fan. So I like that Bulls is kind of getting more diverse. People are trying to... Tr- different formats different ways of doing it so it's being tried they're they're working towards it because i know we we do need to diversify and a lot of people realize that diversifying is what we have to do going forward so yeah i think in the future it's probably going to be one of those things that we're going to keep trying new things and hopefully there's some sort of a format that works or kind of becomes the i guess cookie cutter variety to maybe get us a little more exposure on the those tvs now what do you think about colored bowls so we've added colored bowls into the game and it's made it a little more exciting you can kind of tell if you're a bowler um who's who and where your bowls are if they're all different colors not just the standard black um but you look at curling and one team's red one team's yellow one team's blue right you know which stones are whose no matter who threw them or i guess who um slid them down the ice, I shouldn't say throw them, but uh, <laughs> for bowls, uh, the WBT makes you use a certain colored bowl. Like, you know, you can choose kind of uh, weight and style for the most part, but you have to choose green or you have to choose red. Um, I think the BPL probably through sponsorships does that as well. Um, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that all of them are, have the same colored bowls. Like, first yeah. ones I think have orange, um, Murray Steamers, I think, with Ryan have like white style bowls. Do you think that's another step that we have to go to 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 make it friendly, where one team has one color, another team has another color, and that sounds expensive? Yeah, I think it's a step that is a positive idea to go towards. However, I, I agree with you; the, the expensiveness is pretty prohibitive for a lot of places. Um, I know a lot of people with that World Bowls Tour format, and even if you're talking about uh, BPL with sort of having the color bowl that is similar to your teammate, I know you can probably get a hold of a size 3 Taylor Ace if that's what you typically use, and use a different colored bowl than your normal one. Like, there's not going to be that much of a difference. So it's something where I guess the players have to be a little flexible too because I know some lawn bowlers are a little uh, superstitious and they like to use their same set of bowls because they're emotionally connected to it or whatever you might be but uh, for definitely if you're televising it or you're wanting people who've never watched the game before to understand what's going on 
having that color coding is pretty important because curling i think if you watch it it's pretty straightforward that's the red rock that's the yellow rock whatever you're going to talk about and if we're playing lawn bowling and it's two people on the one team or with white and the blue and then the other team's black bowls like it's it's such a schmozzle so having that color code color coding is definitely important i find some really good things to think about um for everybody out in chat and for anybody watching this video um if you have ideas about how to make the sport more media friendly um what it's going to take to get us on tv or to get us um more people watching on stream drop it in the chat drop it in the comments uh we'd love to hear from you we want this discussion to keep going and um keep these ideas rolling i think it's important not only for us as hopefully new streamers on the market um showing the game but for national bodies and international bodies to look at and say hey you know what these are the ideas that we need to, to actually push the game forward. And uh, we're happy to take your comments and put them out there for everybody to see. Okay, well, like, um, was, that, was that all we really wanted to touch on here today, Daryl? Or is there anything else we wanted to bring up? I have one shameless plug. Um, mm. uh, there's a link in the description below. Um, my club, Heritage Greens Lawn Bowling Club. So for those in Ontario and those that have a, uh, a newspaper subscription of some type, there is a Reader's Choice Award for Heritage Greens to be the best bowling club in uh, Kitchener-Waterloo. We could use your votes. It's great publicity. It'll, it'll help get some new eyeballs on the club. So the link is there. If, you, if you're able to vote, vote. Uh, that's my shameless plug for today. Perfect. We're always we're always down for the shameless plugs. I know the Regina Lawn Bowling Club, they got uh, one of the top five or whatever it is in our city, and they include alley bowling and lawn bowling together. So I know it was uh, just getting the lawn bowling club in there. Is I think we they finished third in the voting of the five. So encouraging that they were considered one of the top three, I guess, in the city. So it, it, as you say, some publicity gets you in sort of a, a leisure guide for us. I don't know how it works in that competition out in Ontario, but I'm sure it's going to get them a little bit of publicity and hopefully get a few more eyes on the place. That's the idea. That's the idea. Cool. Alrighty. Well, then I guess uh, if that's all we got here today, uh, just another reminder, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, after the video is done here and if you need to we do we will be on the plot podcasting platforms here in the next couple days so with that i uh, wish that all your bowls be touchers